<laughs> Welcome, Husker fans, to episode 200. I can't do the accent. Episode 284 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to Nebraska's third consecutive win, a victory over the Boilermakers, and talk about our upcoming game against Michigan State. All right, let me give this a shot. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. I just sound like a creepy. <laughs> you sound you like can the count. With... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's count one, two. You can also Three connect victories. with us on Twitter. Sorry. <laughs> by following Huskerpod at Huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is, reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Speaking of Transylvania, Oof. it's a great, a great transition. My buddy... <laughs> Uh, I th- I don't know if he's been on the show. He's probably had a voicemail before. Romanian Dan. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. He he did a, a text voice message. I don't know what those things are called. And he said his bold prediction is that the Huskers are going to win out. I love it. You know who else made that prediction? Was it a coin? Mike Harvat did two weeks ago. I called it. Okay. It was not the coin flip. I just checked. I think maybe I actually said eight and four, but still, still, yeah, we're on our way, man. Damn, man. I love I was it. Just messaging back and forth with someone about the last couple weekends of football and volleyball, and it's when is when has fall sports been this much fun? It's been a while. It has. Um, that's actually one first of my undefeated talking October. Points. <laughs> uh, first undefeated October in twenty-two years. Asterix. There was a bye week. Sure, but there's usually a bye week in October. Let's Somewhere, not pretend yeah. that they're like it never happens. And there's only like three months of football, so yeah, I mean, there's a thirty-three percent chance that it's going to be in October. Yeah, actually, it's probably greater than thirty-three because, well, I don't know. Let's not get into probabilities here. <laughs> We've already butchered a Transylvanian accent. Yeah. That was by far the most chaotic intro I think we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> we are professionals. Nine years and we're still finding ways to screw it up. <laughs> keep it. I was I thought you were gonna say keep it fresh. Sure, fresh like blood. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put in so many uh, Halloween related references tonight. Uh, yeah, we got a. Remember Pumpkin Man, the the dancing pumpkin head guy? Uh oh the the oh what's his name Matt Geiler's character on KXVO on their Saturday evening show. Didn't he I don't know the name and yeah. I don't know the channel but I it was, was a Matt local Geiler. guy. Yeah, yeah. But he was it was a mystery who it was for a long time. No. No, it wasn't. At least not to people in Omaha. We knew that was Matt Geiler here. Oh, I guess for pumpkin. you, you were probably in your Chicago days, so... Yeah, but I followed... Well, see, here's the thing. for In the, like, mid-2000s, like, I, a group of people, did they, they yeah. did their own, like, local version of a skit show 
like almost like kind of like it was dead air so they just were like what if we do a whole bunch of random garbage like i specifically remember they had a song um i think it was like an american idol singer or something there's a guy named sanjaya you remember sanjaya they um they turned a michael jackson song um I always feel like Sanjaya's watching me. That has stuck with me over the years. But Yeah, but weird things stick with you. Yeah. Now I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm watching the guy with the pumpkin face dance. Yep, Sanjaya was indeed a uh, <laughs> finalist on the sixth season of American Idol. So oh, yeah, that okay. Been... That, uh, that's who I, but I thought you were saying it was a local thing. I remember that. Oh yeah, Sanjaya. no, no, Matt, Matt Geiler, He's he's a local dude. He's been doing like comedy no, but, stuff. No, I thought you were saying Sanjaya was a local. No, <laughs> no, they did a song about Sanjaya on their KXVO oh, show. Oh, about Sanjaya. Oh boy. Oh man. Oh boy. No, they didn't do a song with him. <laughs> I, I thought you were saying he was on his local skit show. No, oh, no. Dancing pumpkin face man. <laughs> okay, dancing pumpkin face man. Indeed. Wait, somebody's watching me isn't even Michael Jackson, is it? I I don't know, but it sounds like Michael Jackson to me. That's so bad. Do we need to throw away the first five minutes of this recording? No, this is good. (laughs) This is the content people want. Oh boy, like this. This is the stuff that we would, if we had a Patreon, this is the stuff we would cut and then leave in for the people who get the raw audio. You know? Mm, Is that what people do? Yeah. Yep. Well, if you're listening, uh, consider yourself on the inside. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, so speaking Mike, on the inside, we kept Purdue on the inside of the century mark, right? For uh, both running and passing? Yeah. Well, I was going to still – I'm not ready to talk real football. I was going to say, what were you doing instead of watching the football game live? Oh, I was at the uh, Switchfoot concert yesterday. So I actually did that? not – complete my viewing of the game until about an hour ago and it's 10 o'clock oh on sunday night oh my um yeah Where i was at was the the, the steel house in downtown omaha it's a new oh, venue i think it seats spot. about like 1500 somewhere in that ballpark How was so it? um it was great the the venue is uh like world class in terms of audio and acoustics and it's just cool yeah it's great and uh the only thing is is they're they had like i don't know if they can take out the seats but it is kind of interesting that it was like a seated type mm. event for a rock, for a rock show. And roll show um but once so switch came like out special outfit, access or something yeah i did the the vip meet and greet thing vip means nothing it just means i paid more than the average person to go oh. um but yeah i did the meet and greet thing um it was actually a gift to my mother for her birthday um not just from me but from the whole family um my mom for ages uh well i guess for the past 20 years she's been a big fan of switchfoot and specifically the song more than fine on their beautiful letdown yep that song has just kind of stuck with her because it came out right around the time that she was diagnosed with ms and so that Mm. you know like that's kind of been like her theme song Mm. fight song whatever you want to call it just okay and so they're touring that album for its 20th anniversary yeah and so got to take her and actually during the Q and a time, they had a thing where they 
they let people submit questions. And so I asked them to share a little bit about that song and told them about my mom. And it so happens to be that they picked my question to answer first. And so John Foreman got a tell my mother directly to her kind of the story behind the song and i don't know it was kind of special wow. it was like a, so when you're talking like so are you like backstage or yeah it was like front bo- row or before the concert like a group of people were able to come in and like sit down for a couple songs and a Q&A session and a group wow. photo and stuff so yeah wow i mean i'm sure that's an amazing question and i bet whoever previewed them was like oh we're answering this one <laughs> probably I actually felt nice. pretty special because there was probably about a hundred people there, and they answered maybe four or five questions, and they picked both of my questions. It just oh. it just means that what I was asked, your other question? I asked them if they were ever going to release a B sides album because <laughs> I'm a oh. nerd like that. Because um, I know that they're a band that has recorded a ridiculous amount of music. Like I hope one of the one of these days, like when they retire or whatever, like they do some kind of like, Hey, here's a box set of all the songs we didn't record because, um, what was, so what was their answer? Uh, they, they talked a lot about how they could do it, but they kind of left it open. You know, they didn't directly wow. answer it. It's <laughs> impressive. Getting so. half the questions. I mean, the one, I mean, I feel like, yeah, the PR person was like, Oh, we're answering this one, but the second one then, you know, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. yeah. So, so did your mom enjoy the show? Oh, yeah. Yep. It was pretty cool seeing her singing along to her song and stuff. So, Awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't... I guess maybe I would call it kind of a bucket list type experience yesterday. So just happy I was able to do that for her. And yeah. Well, as we talked about before we started recording, my phone did not die during hey. the game this week. And it's not because I got a charger. I didn't. But because it was so freaking cold, mm. I didn't want to take my hand out of my glove to reach into my pocket to pull out my phone. But I did a couple times, and I saw that you had a funny tweet in the third or fourth quarter about Harburg. Oh, yeah. No, I just thought it was funny that everybody, like, just, I I was monitored, because I knew the game was going to get spoiled for me. Like, back in the day, I might have tried to avoid hearing anything about the game so I could watch it fresh. But I was like, I'll just monitor it, make sure everything's okay. I was checking in on Twitter and stuff, and it was just funny seeing everybody be like, man, what are they doing? They can't leave Harburg in. This is stupid. What are they? This is ridiculous. He shouldn't even be on the field right now. We've got this thing locked in. And then they're like, oh, Sims is in. Thank goodness. It's it's for the best. Give him a chance. We're not getting anywhere uh, with the offense right now anyway. And then like, Suddenly, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, put Harburg back in. Thank goodness he's back in. <laughs> it was just Yeah, man, was I like feel whiplash. so bad for Sims. Like, I, by all accounts, he's a great teammate and a really good guy. But I, you know, so here I, he better he he better not see the field again unless everybody else is hurt. Like, I, yes he, and he, no. You like, just can't. Despite... You can't. He was in for like three plays, yeah. four plays, and he fumbled and it was returned for a touchdown. Yeah giving them a mild shot where they should not have even been sniffing one. Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, and that was the reason he got benched. Well, he got hurt benched because he was hurt, but yeah. Um, I, I, again, seems like a great guy and it probably does him no favors to come into a cold game in the third or fourth quarter. Um, but I mean, he'd been playing for a few, few plays. Yeah. Uh, at, yeah. At the same time, I mean, like, it's not like, it's uh, it's hard because Harburg wasn't exactly like 
wowing people <laughs> with his performance yesterday. But he got the job done when it mattered. So that's reason he enough did. to say he should be the guy, you know? Yeah. You know, I thought that was so. So you've watched it. You've watched it recently. I have. Yep. And he got that smacked in the face. That and he was. He was. He didn't see rough. it until the last minute. And uh, after the game, uh, Rule was kind of critical. Like, he's like, their other guy didn't get <laughs> smacked like that. He ran out of bounds. Like, come on. Um, and then, uh, the, so the question was like, why, why are you having right back in there? And then he gets nailed and fumbles on like, the, was it the very next play? It was the very next play because I, I remember like, even though I knew what, like the storyline and everything is watching it, it, it made me concerned. I was like, I hope they checked him to make sure he didn't have a concussion after the game because it kind of felt yeah. like he was seeing stars. Well, he had blood coming out of his mouth at that point Yeah, is what he said afterwards. Uh, I think it's really interesting uh, in the offseason, and pretty consistently, Rule's been very conscious of talking about the importance of recovery and protecting the guys and taking care of them. And then when asked in the postgame why why have him in there right away, running into a hit the other way, and he was like, we're an option team. you got to run the option. I mean, like, he's fine. <laughs> so there's a little bit of inconsistency there. Um, but at the same time, it's it's a physical sport, and he's trying to breed toughness. And uh, I thought Scott Frost would have been proud. I think the whole starting offense had on short sleeves, um, and uh, Rule himself just had on slacks, no gloves, no hat. I mean, he likes it. So I was, you know, pretty cold, but I'm just standing there. Thoughts on all that, man? Um... Yeah, I, I I guess thinking about the game as a whole, I I'm starting I'm starting to believe, man. Mm. I'm starting mm-hmm. to believe because we're we beat Purdue despite all of the despite the comedy of errors. It was still a definitive win. Like Nebraska yeah. was clearly the better team yesterday, right? Yeah. We're, we're having things happen that have not happened since Pelini was our coach. We're having like what? Uh, the the field goal blocked and uh, returned for a touchdown has not happened since mm. 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how long our kickers have been kicking field goals, but a 55-yarder in Memorial Stadium, I feel like that hasn't happened for a while. Um, yeah, not since Alex Henry hit in 57. Yeah, 56, so, yeah. so things are happening um, that have me going, okay, okay, let's keep, let's keep this up. I think, I think we need to have our breakthrough. I, I feel like we'll finally have turned the corner as, as a team. I keep saying we. I feel like the Huskers, our team, will finally have turned the corner when we finally get that big upset win over somebody that's that we're not supposed to beat. I think that's the thing that needs to be checked off that hasn't happened yet, that has not happened in so long. I just look at what Kansas did to Oklahoma yesterday, and I just feel like we're overdue for something like that. So I don't know who it would be against. At this point in the year, I mean, it, it should have been Michigan, perhaps. Um, 
but, uh, no, but they it's hard to beat are, cheaters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they stole our signs. So how are we supposed to beat them? Yeah, I mean, oh, that's that. You know, it's this was a uh, coming in. This Purdue game was a fifty-fifty, right? What isn't that what it was when we looked it up last yeah, week? Yep. And I was talking to someone who said the betting lines were almost even, if if anything, going toward uh, Purdue just because of all the injuries we had. And in spite of that, I mean, we yeah, we handled them. Mm-hmm. There was a, a a fluke play that gave them a touchdown, and then you know I don't I don't remember. You've watched it more recently than I. I don't remember how much work went in. Did they get their other touchdown off of a, a short field turnover? Um, we put the ball. We put the ball on the ground five times and lost it four times. Yeah, I think it was – well, I don't know. I'm trying to remember what that their final touchdown was. Um, I don't remember if it was after a, a turnover or not, and I just watched the dang game. But, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so – Anyway, I, I, mean, I, I do want to say that uh, it's, it's alleged – there are allegations that Michigan was stealing signs. So mm. it's it's allegedly they are cheaters. Okay. Um, Thank you. Allegedly. My mouth is directly on the microphone. Can you tell? <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Backing off. <laughs> they so, might yeah, not that... have cheated because at this point it's not proven. <laughs> um, I feel good about where things are going right now and even yeah so basically did you just say you're starting to maybe believe a little bit i'm starting to believe in this team um i forget who said it but somebody was saying like i think this team is starting to believe in itself and i think that's really important um holy cow for all the talking that we've done about culture over the last seven years, mm-hmm. this is the first time where I can say, I think this coach is changing the culture for the better. <laughs> yeah, no, he's you. You hear it in the post game press conferences really clearly, and in during the week, I mean, guys are parroting his lines, which mm-hmm. that's that's not because that's what they're hearing, and it's starting to sink in, and they're starting yeah. to believe it. Yep. Maybe not starting. Maybe they, they believe it. Right. And I, I think of, um, you might not have seen this because you were at the game, but just seeing Rule, like the, the dude just blew up with with exuberance and joy, and he had a huge smile on his face um, after Alvan, Alvano hit that huge field goal, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know, man. I want to play for Coach Rule is what I'm saying. (laughs) I want to play for Coach Rule. He's he's excited about the players. He's got players excited to go. I mean, I feel like one of the things that I've, I would say, uh, we've all heard so many coaching cliches in our lifetimes, but one thing that, I really like is the way he's talking about getting the guys excited to play and he wants to have guys who love football, which not unique, but <laughs> he, in the context of his, this offense, like letting down the defense, he's just like, no, these guys love to play defense and they care about, he's talking about how they care about the offense. They want to pick them up. And so mm-hmm. he, in previous weeks after I remember an Anthony Grant fumble and 
that he was say, apparently saying to the defense, like, you guys care about AG? And they're like, yeah. He's like, let's go bail him out. And, like, he wants guys who to feel like when there is a fumble, and it's like, yeah, we get to go out on defense again. Yeah. And it's, um, I, you know, I think the fan, the Nebraska fans have always enjoyed watching defense come out. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's even more fun now when they're awesome. That's a really good defense. I, won't, I shouldn't say awesome after the Michigan game, but, you know, <laughs> it's a good defense. And uh, so I'm really intrigued by by what he's doing and the way he's getting guys excited. It's so funny that they keep showing these clips from his halftime speeches or his pregame <laughs> speeches. Yeah. Yep. I'm not sure that that keeps happening forever, but it sounds like he wants to give recruits a view behind the scenes. Yeah. The, the one I saw this week, it actually kind of, made, kind of surprised me that they would let it out. Like, obviously, we- there's – people with cameras who are allowed to be there at all times. But it was also pretty clear that the, the person filming him uh, in the clip that I saw from this week was kind of doing it from around the corner so that they wouldn't see that they were filming it. <laughs> yeah. So it was like sneaky. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's like one of those things where like, I'm sure that like every, all the boxes are checked and the person has permission to be in there. It's not like it was actually a sneaky thing, but they probably were also trying to stay out of the way so that he wasn't aware and conscious of a camera being on him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm sure once he saw the footage, he said, yeah, go ahead, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go for it. So, yeah. So the, the culture change is real and, you know, thanks, special thanks to a terrible big 10 West for making, you know, we can do rooting interests here in a second, which is maybe only the first or second time we've ever really had a viable yeah. rooting interest segment. We have, we almost have a segment where we talk about having a rooting interest segment. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Harburg needs to be a little bit more careful with the ball. Um, but at the same time, the offensive line is decimated. More guys keep coming in. Uh, the wide receivers, I mean, they let another Nebraska freshman uh, wide receiver slip past the defenders on a play action again this week with, was it Jaden Doss? Is that his name? Who scored that long touchdown pass? Mm -hmm. Jalen, Jaden. I don't know the name. I just know what you're talking about. (laughs) I did meet someone the other day who, uh, referenced Malachi Coleman. Mm. And I thought. For a split second, who? Oh, because Malachi is spelled M-A-L-A-C-H-I. Right. And I thought that was confusing for a that's, moment. That's what people say as a joke about Bible book names. Oh, I've not I've not heard that one. Yeah, I've heard the joke that he's the Italian prophet. Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's is that a seminary joke? Uh, no, that's certainly no. Uh, the people in seminary don't. That's a little too lowbrow for. That's more too like racy. That, that yeah. That, that's that's boomer Sunday school teacher humor right okay. there. Yeah, that's that sounds more appropriate or more accurate. Hey, did you know that in the Bible it talks about talks about the Honda vehicle company because it says that the disciples were all in one accord. <laughs> <sighs> My favorite book of the Bible, it has it has something to do with coffee. It's called Hebrews. That's all I got for now. Uh, 
I was kind of channeling Will Ferrell as Harry Carey there. I don't know what that was. Uh, you know, absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't put my finger on it, but that's it. That's what you were doing. Hey, if the moon was made of spare ribs, would you eat it? <laughs> Heck, I would. Oh, uh, boy. I'm trying to pull up, uh, see if there's any S SP Plus we can use. Mm. Back in the day, this is where I would be. 100% splicing in a clip from that SNL skit. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this much about the game. Um, we are so fortunate that our defense is amazing because our offense is like, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm trying to think of like a, a analogy or something. Like it's like the, at the end of a war movie when like the the platoon that survives, like only two guys are left unscathed, while the rest of them are all like bandaged up and they're like still high fiving each other, but they're all being taken out on stretchers and they got like mm. gauze wrapped around their arms and foreheads and stuff and. Uh-huh. And Lieutenant Dan doesn't have any legs anymore. And okay, different movie there. But um, our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> yeah, it's just the we have been decimated, mm. and I would say beyond decimated because the literal definition of decimated is to reduce one's numbers by ten percent. Um, what? Yeah, you Decim didn't know that. To be wow. decimated is not to be completely wa wiped out. It's to be. It's to have your numbers reduced by ten percent. See, if I were to put a number value on it, I would have flipped it. I would say, I would guess that it had meant to reduce your numbers by like ninety percent. Sure, but sure. Where, where are you getting your definition from here? The dictionary a few years ago, because <laughs> I was like, what on earth? So, um, yeah. So historically, to kill one in every ten of as a punishment for the whole group. So um, I guess the primary uh, definition then is to kill, destroy, remove a large percentage or part of, or drastically reduce the strength or effectiveness of something, which is obviously the way that most people use it. But I guess historically, there you go. To <laughs> The man who is to determine whether it be necessary to decimate a large body of mutineers. So, wow. We're going Mike, to decimate you by killing one 10%. out of every 10 of your men. We're going to decimate you 10 <laughs> times and then you'll be gone. Or maybe, maybe then it would just be like 10% of 90%. And then anyway, anyway, how many, having just watched the game, how many passes would you guess that we attempted? Attempted passes? Yeah. Um, I would you know, say I'm going to, I'm going to go with three per quarter. So I'll say 12. That's really close. It was eleven. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that that tracks with what I feel like I saw. I I I don't know what I would have guessed. I would have guessed more than eleven, though. We were six of eleven. If you had asked uh, me, like how many passes would be attempted in this game, I would certainly say more than twelve. But yeah, judging by what I, I do, saw, I do recall that they had a really bad rush defense. So you know, I'm glad that they stuck with that. We only rushed for you. The comparison stats uh -huh. don't, don't, I don't know. 31, 14 feels like a more dominant win than comparing some of these stats. So first downs, we had 14, they had 10. We rushed for 155 yards. They rushed for 96. We passed for 122 yards. They passed for 99. 
I mean, in a vacuum, our yardage just is not good. But yeah. Comparatively, theirs is terrible. Um, th- uh, their quarterback was 17 to 33, just under 50 percent, with two interceptions. Ours was six of 11, just under, which is over 50 percent. No interceptions. Two touchdown passes to their one. Um, average per completion, 20 yards for us because of uh, you know one one big play. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one of one of six <laughs> completions. Um, it was a uh, it was a Big Ten West knock them drag out fight against yeah a, a bad offense. Although their quarterback was pretty shifty, he moved pretty well. I was impressed by him. You know what's interesting? What? Purdue was favored to win this game in the win probability. Um at about 12 minutes into the, uh, rather, three minutes into the first quarter with 12 minutes remaining in the first quarter. And then from there, the last time? there we've been, we were, it was by the third quarter, it was uh, up to and beyond 90% in favor of us. It's interesting, the graph kind of looks like the state of uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> nice. <laughs> A little bit. Um, not quite. Um, or you could say an upside down Nebraska is actually probably more accurate, but, um, you you look at punts. Oh, so this is interesting here. mm -hmm. Average, uh, yards per rush. They had 3.3. We had 3.2. Oh, wow. We just attempted, uh, 19 more rushes. We Rushed it 48 times. They rushed it 29 times. Yeah. Well, you know, when you got a quarterback who will never, ever, 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 like, I think it's great that we're running the option again, but it's not really the option if you never pitch it. He pitched it today, or yes, Saturday. <laughs> he pitched it like three times. I, like, <sighs> screamed and made a fool of myself each time. I was like, he pitched it! He pitched he it! He pitched it again! But it just seems That's like every time pitch. he chooses to keep it, it's like, hey, you are voluntarily signing up to get your get your what you call it rocked. Like seems like yeah. every time he keeps it, it's like, oh no, I hope he's alive after the play. <laughs> <laughs> well, even on the time one of the times he pitched it, he got punished. But you know that keeps yeah. him on, honest on the next time. So right, right. You know, I I was really delighted, honestly, that he pitched it a few times. <laughs> I'm I'm continuing to go down the stat line and. Again, without knowing, if you didn't know this, the final score, you know, maybe I'd think it was uh, maybe a lot closer than 17 it was. to 14, yeah. not 31 to 14. So, I mean, we did get a blocked kick return for a touchdown, but they picked up a fumble, you know? Yeah. So we each got kind of a. We both traded a, a, yeah, a fluke touchdown. They had four punts go inside the 20. We only had two. They had three 50-yard-plus punts. We had two. I mean, Bushini had a good – Boomshini had a great game. Um, but their punter, slightly better, averaging average 47 yards to our 45.6. Just because I haven't seen it anywhere else, are you the only one calling him Boomshini? Or is that, I don't know. is that a thing? I mean, I'm not spending as much time on Twitter as I used to be. I'm probably not the only one. I well, do, did you come up with that? 
or did you read it somewhere else? Oh, okay. I was going to say probably. I probably stole it. I, I just want to. I want to claim that if if we did, let's. That's be... the thing about Twitter is there's no original ideas. Everybody's just borrowing everybody else all the time, and you don't. Even... That's the thing I get stressed about. Sometimes I'll I'll be scrolling and then I'll have an idea to tweet it and and then I'll be like, wait a second, did I just read that somewhere else and then think it was my own idea? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's happened a few times. Yep. I I actually had something like that recently with uh going back into the world of ministry i i was going to tweet something like never trust a faith healer who wears glasses <laughs> but then i looked on twitter and was like oh that's not an original thought mike there are many people who have said things very similar to that so um, that's a good one though but yeah <laughs> here's uh another interesting stat um looking at time of possession we owned it 3 out of the 4 quarters 828 to 632 first quarter 826, almost the exact same to 634 the second quarter. In the last quarter, Mm -mm. 1029 to 431. But in that screwy third quarter, we only had it (laughs) five minutes and 47 seconds to their 913. Weird. Weird. Did you, um, when that fumble happened and it was all of a sudden 2414, did you think, here we go again? Or did you, what what did you think? Since I was kind of monitoring things, uh, from afar yesterday, I, I knew the result before I watched it. So, um, what I did find interesting though, is I, I stopped paying attention (laughs) once we were up 21 to nothing. I didn't like, I was just kind of like, okay, we're good. I don't need to be looking at my phone quite so often, but then I, you know, it's switch foot. So half of the people I know were at that show last night. So I was talking to a friend and he was like, so did, did we win? I know things were going South. And I was like, what? <laughs> I had a moment where I was like, you have got to be kidding me. How on earth could they screw this up? Cause I think we had even had our field goal at that point. Right. So it was like 24 to nothing before they scored anything. Right. So, yeah. Yep. So at, at, at the 24 to nothing mark, I was like, okay, I can, I'll check it out later. And, and the funny thing is, is this venue, once you go into where the actual arena is, all your self-service just, just dies. Like you don't get any cell signal. My phone was hmm. showing the SOS thing that <laughs> I had to look it up. Um, turns out that my phone had zero signal, but it was still able to pick up enough of a signal from like some other carrier where if I needed to dial nine one one, I could. But like, oh wow, I was out of service, out of network completely inside it's that nice place. Nice to so, know that they they share like that. Yeah, right, right. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like I went back out into the lobby to look at my phone and be like, I I had to make sure that we at least <laughs> won the dang thing, and we had. So <laughs> I was like, okay. I'll check this out later, but holy cow, like you would think, what, 24 to nothing, um, I think it was around like nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, so like, you know, we're five-sixths of the way. They didn't score any points until, yeah, until the fourth quarter, and they scored their first points with... 12.23 12.23 to go in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. But I no, mean, no, who, excuse me, 9.09 to go in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, who who was that, uh, oh yeah, who was it that beat Colorado a couple weeks ago? Like the biggest comeback in school was history Stanford? for them. Uh, something, maybe Stanford. I forget. Short memory if it's not Nebraska opponents, but like, mm. but yeah, I mean like that kind of stuff does happen, but I mean. I, so to answer my own question to you, 
They scored with six minutes and 24 seconds left to make it a 10-score game. And I... You mean a 10-point game? 10-point okay. game, yes. I was tempted to say, here we go again. Mm. But I didn't, in my gut, feel freaked out. I didn't. In the, whereas during the Minnesota game, the first game where I w- when I was yeah. there... I mean, that definitely felt like we did everything we could play. And, you know, we have a different you know, so. you know why, Justin? Why? It's because Is this a- of the culture being changed, <laughs> even over the last eight weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's all the, the, the culture change that happens. This I'm trying to make a an interesting thought here. The culture change that happens during spring and summer camp is really more banking a culture change you know it's it's all theory right and that but then to see it happen especially when you start off 0-2 with a narrow loss where you fell apart just like the previous season and then kind of falling apart uh in the second game against a, a hated rival i mean these last six games really i feel like the last like yeah the the, the five wins here we'll leave we'll just not leave out michigan it's just been one building block after another. Now I'm starting to sound like Mar- uh, like Coach Rule. <laughs> um, one play at a time. Why are we thinking about the big picture? Let's take it one play at a time. Well, I mean, Which even is- even uh, the way he's talking about people. So I I forget again. I'm terrible at this. I should start like bookmarking tweets or something. But somebody pointed out that somebody kind of like gave Rule a like a hey, just one more. Just one more win and you're bowl eligible. And and Rule actually kind of responded to the person saying, like, what what are you talking about? No, that's not what we're thinking about. We just want to go one and zero every week. So I'm not thinking he about said bowl that, games. But then he also said, Do you just want one more? Like, I don't want just one more. Right, right. And then he also said something. I so I watched his and then I watched John Cook's press conferences back to back. And they just have the same mentality, which is like one game at a time, one game at a time. Coach Cook is like, it was just game 13 in the Big Ten schedule. And they're the only undefeated team left, the the Citadel, who I didn't even realize was that good of volleyball. Is undefeated. It was undefeated, but they lost. And he's like, nope, just another just another day in the Big Ten. Um, but then Rule also made an interesting comment when, when talking about the remainder of the season. He said, do you think when a playoff team, uh, a team gets to the playoffs, they think, hey, we could go to the Super Bowl. No, they're thinking we got to win this game or yeah. we're done. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like one game at a time. I thought that was a, an interesting flourish. Which um, I think is especially going to be helpful going into this next week. And I'm not I'm not necessarily trying to turn the corner to talk about Michigan State, but like if there were ever a trap game for this team, it's this week. Hmm. Like they got to keep their nose to the grindstone and get work done this week, or they could, they could be surprised by a team that has nothing to lose. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, let me just share a few, another batch of stats real quick. Sure. That I think are interesting. And then yeah. we can move on. This is continuing the, uh, if you looked at these stats in a vacuum, you wouldn't think Nebraska won <laughs> by however many we won by. I can't do math in a hurry. Was that 17, uh, three and a half touchdowns. Yeah. They had three sacks. We had one. Hmm. This is bizarre. PATs. I'm going to McDonald's tomorrow. <laughs> we were four for four on PATs, and they were zero for zero. <laughs> oh, geez. 
What a weird That's stat. That's funny. They, yeah. They were one of they two went on two-point conversions. They went for two twice. Yep. Yeah. That is and funny. then field goals, we were one of one, and they're 0 for 1. Points off of turnovers, they got 14, mm. and we got 7. Mm. So, you know, just walking through all those stats, the one that really stands out to me is we rushed it 48 times, and they ran it 29 times. Yeah. Our, our average wasn't quite as good by, you know, a tenth of a yard, but we kept at it. Mm-hmm. It's culture! We, as they say... Pounded the rock. Yeah, there's a Mitch Sherman has an article on the Athletic about the the boulder that Bill Callahan put into the stadium oh, with gosh. Pound the Rock on it. Forgot about that. And then it that. got moved when Scott Frost came here to sitting outside the Hawk Center, and it's still out there somewhere, and you can find it. And I don't subscribe to the Athletic, so I was not able to read that article, but I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> someone someone was commenting on it on the the. The tweet, and again, you go to twitter.com. You don't go to x.com. So I'm going to continue to call it Twitter. It does it was, forward to x.com, though. So you from know, x.com for or somebody to who x.com? insists on pronouncing GIF as GIF because the creator says that's how you pronounce it, like you're not really honoring the wishes of the owner of X. I just went Justin. to twitter.com, and I'm still at twitter.com. What are you talking about? Oh, I've had. I guess maybe I've shared a bunch of links, and they end up being shared as x.com links. okay i'm putting an x.com we'll see i thought the person who owned x.com wasn't giving it up no. okay it does forward twitter now no there was some kind of wonky trademark or copyright thing with x back in the 90s but what was i just saying i said the 90s that would have been the 2000s but yeah uh you're talking about pounding the rock and bill callahan and oh I don't remember someone where we went. commented on the thread <laughs> the twitter thread that owns like a a uh, landscaping company and had some insight on what it takes to move a massive boulder and how much boulder that big would cost and it's just not worth the time and money to move it. <laughs> Michigan State. Michigan State. Um, he, Justin, here's here's uh, my prediction. We're going to win this, and here's okay. why. Allow me to read to you uh, the 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 most recent five six seven sports stories for the michigan state spartans on espn's website here are the headlines newbin runs for 204 yards in first significant action minnesota beats michigan state 27 to 12 that's fine that's a sports update right Mm -hmm. next headline tucker violated sexual misconduct rules msu (laughs) next headline spartans lineman to miss half over personal foul Next headline, this week's bad beats leave Scott Van Pelt flabbergasted. Next headline, MSU suspends staffer. (laughs) Next headline, Spartans apologize for Hitler image on big screen. (laughs) (sighs) Oh my goodness. When approximately one out of every five articles on your ESPN page has nothing to do with the sport... That's a problem. I feel bad for those kids. Yeah. But yeah. as the team that is playing Michigan State this week, oh man, Justin, you got to think we're going bowling, man. <laughs> I like your uh I like your optimism. That's great. Yeah. 
You 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 think we're going bowling? I think we're going. I said it two weeks ago. I'm not content with one more win, but I would like to get it this one more win this weekend. It would be nice to lock in the bowl game, and then I think we could enjoy the rest of the year a little bit. Everything else is just gravy at that point, yeah. Yeah. This is a really random comment. Did you see that Tristan Jebbia almost played for Ohio State? I saw I saw your tweet. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. He's 25 years old. Sometimes you just got to let the dream go. <laughs> I don't know who who needs to hear this today in the Husker Pod listenership, but listener, if it's you, sometimes you got to move on. Well, I don't have much to say about Michigan State except for that they've lost their last six games in a row, um, which I believe their first two wins, did they not precede Tucker's exit from the team? Um Oh, so, uh, I don't remember exactly when that happened, but they started off the season with a 31-7 to victory over Central Michigan, and then they beat the Richmond Spiders 45-14, to which I think is a lower division team. Then they had a matchup with top 10 Washington, which they lost 41-7. to They will host Maryland 39-9. to Maryland looks kind of beatable right now. They lost at Iowa 26-16, which they let Iowa score 26 points. I'm sure like two three of those were offensive. Rutgers they went to and they lost 27-24. So, I mean, that's not that terrible, right? But then they get destroyed at Michigan worse than us, 49-0. They go to Minnesota, who I think we would definitely beat at this point, and they lose 27-12 this last weekend. So now we got an 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday. Yeah, the, the team is reeling. If anybody is interested in... A road trip up to Michigan this weekend. Uh, tickets on vividseats.com are available for as low as twenty nine dollars. Oh, I bet they go. I bet they go lower. So yeah, if you want to take your chance, you could probably take the the mega bus up there for about four dollars. And uh, is that still going? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard about the mega bus in about ten it's years. Mega bus. So. Um, but uh, yeah, you could find a. Uh, I don't know, cheap way to get there, and then you get yourself a cheap ticket. Harburg and Kim, their quarterback, I'm looking at the comparison here. Mm-hmm. He's got more passing yards. He's got almost 1,100. Harburg's got like 800. But he has more interceptions. <laughs> yeah, six touchdowns to six interceptions versus Harburg seven and four. And when you compare these numbers, you do have to keep in mind that I, I'm assuming Kim has started every game. So, you know, that that's that's true. difference that's in yardage yeah, uh, probably wouldn't look too much different if Harburg had been playing our first two games. Um, that's but a great point. But for our guy to have one more touchdown, I think, is promising and fewer interceptions. Well, I guess, again, fewer interceptions, eh, maybe that's a, you know, splitting hairs at that point. But, yeah. Harburg's our leading rusher with 104 carries and 446 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns. Their leading carrier... 141, 609 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. It's funny. Billy Kemp is listed as our leading receiver with 21 receptions and 216 yards. He didn't play this last week or half of the previous game. Their leading receiver is 29 receptions, 342 yards and a touchdown. I'm surprised 
Fedoni has what, like three touchdowns now? Four? Mm. Sure. The matchup. Did you give the matchup predictor percentage already? I, I haven't. We are uh, favored 53 to 47%. Oh, man, you look at total yards. Look at this. Our total yard average right now, 322.4. Their total yards, 322.1. There's a 0.3 yard difference that we're favored with. Of course, they are passing and our rushing are a different story. We've got 132 yards passing per game. They've got 214. We've got 190 yards rushing. They've got 108. And they're allowing 360 yards. We're allowing 298. And we're allowing 79 yards rushing per game versus their 126. I mean, under 100, I think that's got to be that's got to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I like our chances. I like our chances. I mean, did anybody have a season-ending injury yesterday? Uh, I didn't hear anything this time. I sure hope not. And then uh, maybe we'll get a guy or two back. That'd be wonderful. You got me and... wondering, uh, when we're talking about uh, rushing and yarding, you're rushing and yarding, <laughs> rushing and passing yardage. Um, okay, the forecast for this weekend in East Lansing is not too shabby. 53 degrees for the high, 42 for the low. So um, it's not going to be cold, as cold up in Michigan, uh, up in Michigan this weekend as it was here in Omaha. So I was wondering, you know, if it's if it's freezing cold, we're probably not going to see as much passing. But who knows now? If it's in the 50s, that's that's nice and, you know, that's toasty for November. And uh, as far as rooting interests go, we are in a four-way tie for first place in the Big Ten West. Wisconsin and Iowa also tied with us, and we play them both. Minnesota is also tied with us. Of course, they have the tiebreaker um, over having defeated us head-to-head, but... They go to Ohio State, the second to last game of the year. So, you know, even if they, if we, if we both win, or if they went out, we went out. This is this is funny. On again, we did this last week. On one hand, it's like, oh my gosh, I hope we can go to a bowl. And on the other hand, if we win out, oh, I've been saying it, man. I'm calling my shot, man. We're we're winning out. It's shot happening. Called, yeah. So, um, man, it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> Anything could happen. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen with Michigan? I don't have any idea what's gonna. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, if we could get to the Big Ten West Championship and then get to the Big Ten Championship game, and you know, get destroyed by them again, maybe not quite as badly, and then something happens with this spy thing, and they have to like vacate some wins. (laughs) <laughs> Could we be the default Big Ten champion? That would be hilarious. I'd be for it. Oh my goodness. I hadn't thought about that till just now. Hey, think about how Michigan hangs on to nineteen ninety seven and pretends that they're national champions, right? Yeah. Like yeah. this'll be our way of saying, No, 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 we're the champions. By default, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a weird season for them. Yeah. Man. It, it it's funny too because like everybody was just so impressed by them up till last week, and now everybody's written them off, whether that's fair or not. Um, yeah, if anything, they're going to be playing angry, right? Yeah. So it's just uh, yeah, it's weird. 
But maybe, hey, maybe we can pull a, you know, Wisconsin Big Ten Championship rematch on them. Mm. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Best thing that could happen is maybe they, they find out whatever their fate is right before the game. <laughs> so they're all downtrodden and we come in and just clean up because they're all distracted well, and well, hey forlorn. Guys, we'll take this championship. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. You don't want it? That's fine. Yeah. So, Justin, what's your score prediction for this week? I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. completely cut it out of the last episode folks to fill you in justin and i had a conversation about do we want to do score predictions again and uh uh we're not there (laughs) i here justin i'm gonna say this if we go to the big 10 championship we have to do score prediction for that and we have to do a score prediction for a bowl game fair okay yeah i mean if if you've listened to us before the season you know like when we do predictions you have to predict nebraska to win of course We've just been hurt so many times. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it, and I'm willing to do the work for it. Um, if we make it to the championship and a bowl game, I will be more than happy to create the spreadsheet and aggregate all the information for um, for for the score prediction contest. Well, look at you. Yeah. All right. Well, shoot. I feel like... I expected more Halloween references, but we really abandoned that after the first part of the conversation. We really did, didn't we? That's okay. <laughs> oh well. Did you want to talk about like movies that creep people out? Oh or something? yeah, or yeah, yeah. The, the, this can be our closing conversation. What was it? Um, my my topic. You know, last week we were asking about like recommendations of whatever scary movie you like, but I want to hear from you, Justin. It doesn't have to be a Halloween or a scary movie, but like what movie did you see as a child that just like rocked your world and like you lost sleep over it or you had nightmares or it really messed you up in some way where like your behaviors changed because of it? Huh. Remember seeing cops as a little kid and being really afraid of bad guys? Like, are you talking about like the TV show cops? Bad boys, bad boys, yeah. Huh. Um, I remember going to see in theaters the live action version of the Jungle Book. I think there was a live. Oh, there was a live action. And there was one of those one of those movies where like bad guys kept dropping, and there was like a scene I can really actually picture it pretty vividly where like sand started pouring into an underground type space, and then the roof started coming down. And, like, you know, they're scrambling to get out, and the good guys get out, and I think some bad guys got squished. Uh-huh. And, like, honestly, that still kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like, the getting the elements of getting stuck in, like, the sand like that. Mm. And then, like, this, it's like a bad dream, right? It's sure. It's like the manifestation of a, of a nightmare. And then getting, I I think I get a little claustrophobic. And uh, so it's I, just, I like, do remember it really you. bothered me. Yeah. In high school, Justin was known as being somebody who did not like to be restrained. What? So. How do you figure that out about someone? <laughs> I remember we, like, tried to, like, 
prank you or something. We were like going to hold you down and like, I don't oh, know if somebody no. was going to draw something on you or like force no, feed you. you something or whatever. But like the second people grabbed you, like you went into this like feral mode where <laughs> like you were trying to bite people and like just, <laughs> it was like, we, we were all like, holy crap. You're like, yeah, no, no, no. You don't do that to me. <laughs> I don't like to be held down. There. Yeah. Like, that also creeps me. Which, so, which I mean, uh, that's, that's, that's fair. I don't blame you at all. We were I don't stupid know why. kids. I don't know if something happened to me as a child. Eh, who knows? Restrained against my will. So how's that for answering your question? <laughs> no, that's uh, good. The, uh, live action. Uh, live action Jungle Book. Jungle you know what Book movie did it for me probably. was uh, was Labyrinth. Oh, that's um, creepy. It's my, creepy. That could be a creepy yeah, one as a kid. My babysitter brought the movie over and put it on for me and my brother. Um, The scene early on in the movie where the little goblin guys are like on mm. screen and the baby they steal gets a baby, right? The baby gets kidnapped out of its crib. Yeah. Freaked me out. I told my babysitter, listen, I don't like this. This is too much for me. Can we please turn this movie off? I, I am freaked out right now. You know what she did? Laughed at you. She sent me to bed. Oh, I just watched a scene where goblins steal a child out of its bed, and then I was sent to bed early because I didn't want to keep watching a movie that was scaring the crap out of me. My goodness. I went to bed, and I was crying in bed, but even as a child, I was almost more offended that my babysitter would do that than... The fact that it was actually done to me. I remember like lying in bed being like, this is a bad babysitter. She's, <laughs> She's I can't wait for my parents to get home. She's not going to babysit me again. This is awful. Like even Did as like a kid, back? I recognize. Uh, oh, I, I told my parents about it. I don't remember if she ever babysat us again, but like I specifically remember lying in bed and I was almost consoled by the fact that I was like, I, I recognized like this is crappy caregiving uh, from my babysitter and I know I'm right in this situation to have like to feel wronged you know <laughs> yeah so uh thankfully though no uh no nightmares or anything like that the only movie I can really remember giving my night giving me nightmares was when I watched uh tremors on television about mm. 1991 1992 that freaked me out and I I had tremors nightmares I'm looking at IMDb for The Jungle Book, uh-huh. 1994, PG, and fun fun uh, names here. The I'm assuming this is the bad guy is Carrie Elwes, Elwes, who Robin Hood oh, okay. and Tights and yeah. Twister, mm-hmm. and then Kitty, who I think is like the love interest, is uh, Lena Headley, who is uh, Hetty, excuse me, Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones and a bunch of other stuff. She's awesome. Huh. Okay. And then you've got Sam Neill had some role from uh, Jurassic Park fame. John Cleese was in it. Quite the... Uh, yeah, isn't... I mean, there's a bunch of acting animals. Isn't that funny how you you go back and you watch a movie from your childhood and there's like an extremely famous actor in it and you had no clue when you were a kid? But you're like, yeah. holy crap. Um most recent one I can remember was the movie Mars Attacks. Um, oh, I had a, a ton of famous people well, in it. Well, yeah, but Jack Black is like the meathead army recruit kid in that movie and totally 
like had no clue who he, who he was at the time. <laughs> And uh, because his character was so different, it's not surprising that when I finally like saw him in comedic roles later on, that it it didn't click for me at all that it was the same person. But then I went hmm. back and saw it a few years ago, and I was like, "Hey, wait a minute!" <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, L- lusciously filmed with slick pacing, good performances, and terrific music. That's quite the review. My goodness. Who on earth luscious. is saying that? Um, who's a, saying a it? Disney the Disney songbird. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of Disney, did oh, I guess we did talk about Ahsoka. We're good. Um, I am letting my Disney Plus subscription lapse in about two weeks. Okay. Any, like, last few things you're going to watch then? Um. I, I never got around to watching the second or third installments of the uh, Disney gallery stuff for The Mandalorian. So I'll probably catch whatever behind-the-scenes stuff that I haven't haven't watched yet. But, you know, I'll, I'll get it back whenever there's a new Star Wars show. I'll, I'll jump in monthly. But I don't Did we ever talk about how disappointing the Secret Wars or uh, Secret Invasion was? I thought it was okay. I I enjoyed it. Well, I actually I I was actually reading comic books for about three years when that came out, mm. and so was was following along as it happened. It was very exciting, and I wa- I've watched one and a half episodes, and I couldn't care less about <laughs> any of the characters. And I like you know several of the actors. I think there's someone a notable person dies in the first episode. Yeah, it's, it's I think it's a six episode series. I just. I just can't make, I can't bring myself to watch it. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I, it, life's too short. I will tell you this: the, uh, the 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 story wraps up in what many people would describe as an unsatisfactory manner. So, um, I don't think anybody blame you for not finishing that one. Uh, it's funny though; Loki is going on right now. I haven't heard anybody talking about that show. That's funny. I haven't either. I d- I did see chatter on social media that people were really dis- disappointed about secret invasion but i have not seen a thing about loki yeah, you're right people aren't even talking about it and i think it's been out for a month now so yeah hmm. anyway hmm well yeah we're we're getting a little long on the tooth here man yeah probably should land late. the land the plane all right well hey go big red mike go big red <laughs>